0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: Good morning, good morning, my friends. I'm your host, Reverend Sharon McCain. I'd like to welcome listeners to the Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created to provide focus on the tenant. Sunday is just a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. All faiths are welcome. I'm a personal uh, Christian in recovery, and all Bibles will be out, all the Bible readings will be out of the Rivalry Study Bible, and you may use any Bible you wish. Uh, in gratitude for many of the spiritual experiences I have received, I just started having ongoing Bible study readings. And we um, are just focused on doing a little prayer in the morning and being our real selves and just carrying the message given to me. And uh, that is it. So we're here every Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. For opening prayer, let's say together, as we nod our head, Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name Thy kingdom come Thy will be done On earth as it is in heaven Give us this day our daily bread And forgive us our trespasses As we forgive those who trespass against us Lead us not into temptation But deliver us from evil For thine is the kingdom And the power and the glory Forever and ever And we pray for all the Christians Worldwide and those being persecuted On our behalf Uh, God bless them um, their freedom to worship and lives are in jeopardy and those whose lives are taken for distorted and evil reasons. And we believe they become martyrs, and we pray for all those suffering from violence here at home and abroad, and we pray for those who are sick in mind and body that they be healed, and those who are lonely and uncomforted that they find comfort. We ask God to forgive us for all our sins and that we pray for suffering, freedom from suffering from domestic violence, and in their own homes that they find help, and also freedom from addiction of all kinds. Please, God, send your Archangel Michael to fight against evil and protect all of us, and all your angels to fight fight and watch over everyone and protect us, dear God, all over the world. Our prayers go all out to those who suffer in the world, including the animals who can't speak for themselves, and we also pray for the wisdom of our president and the rest of the policymakers. They had many decisions to make, and we are praying for all countries, for problems of suffering all over the world. We thank you, God, for your instruction. Thank you, God. Please bless us. And we also ask Jesus to bless us and help us grow under his care. And we um, wish to say thank you, God, for everything that you have given us. We're very grateful. And we want to keep everybody and their families in our prayers. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And we want to wish all the birthday people Happy birthday, God bless you And uh, we love you very much And uh, uh, we wish you a very prosperous and wonderful year ahead And that your special birthday wishes come true And um, if you have a special prayer request Or anything you want to let me know I can also uh, pray for you and and just message me Uh, If you don't have a Bible with you You can go to www.biblia.com uh, and there's an online Bible there And um, We're going to go right into 2nd Galatians As we make our way Through the The, the whole New Testament And um, We are very grateful for this And we ask Our Heavenly Father to help us Persevere and keep going And we're going to make it all the way through to uh, The To the end to Revelation And uh you just want to keep doing this until uh, we've finished And uh, we've learned a lot by reading the Bible And we read it straight through So uh, get your Bible out and we're going to start reading And uh, remember last week was uh, um, Galatians And uh, we're heading into the second one So uh, let me read you uh, the notes for today And um, it's called More Adventures in Jerusalem Now Paul keeps going and talking about, uh, you know, what's happened, and he gives a, he's reading another letter to the Galatians about the way things were and the way things should be. And then 14 years after he first visited the church in Jerusalem, God tells him to head back there again. The time he takes his pals Barnabas and Titus with him, and they, they had to have that entourage. In Jerusalem, he meets with guys who have declared the leaders of the church, and then Paul doesn't personally care who they are, neither does God. Uh... Obviously, they are well-respected folks in Jerusalem, so Paul is willing to humor them. Basically, Paul is coming to get their support for, on his mission to Gentiles. He's in around all, all the eastern half of the Roman Empire telling everyone that Gentile converts don't need to follow every single Jewish law. Maybe one or two, but not all 613 for sure. Anyway, they're joking here. It's important to note that Paul doesn't want their approval. He already knows his message is a-okay with by God. He just needs to know that they won't interfere with the work he's trying to do. The leaders in Jerusalem are pretty much on board, and no one says anything about Titus, who is Greek and not circumcised. So they think things are going pretty smoothly, so long as Titus keeps it in his... Anyway, anything's going to be fine. That is, until some naysayers sneak into the mix there are jewish christians who believe that all christians should also follow jewish law that means titus and other gentile dudes are going to have to go through circumcision and officially before they join the fold but paul says stay strong and eventually the leaders of the church including james Cephas, and john side with him they recognize all the grace that god has given them as the apostle to the Gentiles, and send Paul on his way. So now he and Barnabas are in charge of spreading God's word uh, to the Gentiles. The folks in Jerusalem will, ha- will have to work on getting the Jews on board. Anyway, later, Siochus visits Paul in Antioch, and these two apostles get into a tiny bit of a disagreement. As Paul tells it, Siochus made a habit while he was in Antioch of eating both Jewish and Gentile uh, eating with both at the table of the Jewish and Gentile Christians, not worrying about anything about making um, sure the table was kosher. However, when some of the friends of James came to town, this backs off the whole eating the bacon with the Gentiles thing. So now Paul gets Seapus' <laughs> face in front of everybody. It's like, dude, you're such a hypocrite, not cool. Anyway, look, Paul might be a Jew by birth, but he knows that simply obeying Jewish law can never make a person right with God. Only having faith in Jesus can do that. If a Christian is faithful, still has not been circumcised, and he eats a ham sandwich once in a while, well, God still thinks he's aces. After all, God has sent Jesus to earth to die. If the law alone could make us besties with God, then what the heck did Jesus go through all the crucifixion thing for? So that's the whole point of this whole thing. So why don't you get your Bible out, and we're going to read Galatians 2. Galatians 2, his authority approved by the church in Jerusalem. Then, after an interval of 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along also. Because of the gospel, which I preached among the Gentiles, but I did so in private to those who were of reputation for fear that I might be running or had run in vain. But not even Titus, who was with me. Though he was a Greek was compelled to be circumcised, but it was because of the false brethren secretly had brought him, who had him to spy out for liberty, which we have in Jesus Christ Christ Jesus, in order to bring us into bondage. But we did not yield to the subjection to them or e- even for an hour, so that the truth of the gospel we re- remain with you, but those who were of high reputation. What they were makes no difference to me, and God shows no partiality. Well, those who were of reputation contribute nothing to me. Contrary, seeing that I had been entrusted with the gospel, I'm really sorry about that. Uh, Line had dropped in, in the middle of uh, my reading, and I'm very sorry. So let's read that again. So we're now on, uh, on Galatians chapter 2, and we're starting at 11. But when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face, because he stood condemned. Now we're on verse 12. For prior to the coming of a certain men with James, that he, that he used to eat with the Gentiles, but when they came, he began to withdraw. And hold himself aloof, fearing the party of the circumcision. The rest of the Jews joined him in hypocrisy, with the result that even Barnabas was carried away by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Sippus in the presence of all, If you, being a Jew, live like the Gentiles and not like the Jews, how is it that you compel the Gentiles to live like Jews? We are Jews by nature and not sinners from among the Gentiles. Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through the faith in Christ Jesus, even we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we may be faith in Christ, not by the works of the law, since by the works of the
0: law we will be justified. But then
1: Destroyed to be a transgressor for the law I died by to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ and is no longer I who live but Christ lives in me and the life in which I now live in in the flesh I live in by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. I do not nullify the grace of God for if the righteousness comes through the law then Christ died needlessly. So that's a very powerful last statement. So um, out of that is, uh, to me, beautiful Galatians 2. And if we just read that verse 20 over again, I have been crucified with Christ and is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and the life from which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Beautiful. So let's read the notes. And So the notes are at the bottom of my Rari Study Bible. So in uh, Acts uh, uh, Galatians 2, 1 through 10, Paul's account of the events recorded in Acts 11. If the letter was written to the churches in South Galatia, or less likely Acts 15 is written to North Galatia. So Titus, a test case. If he were compelled to be circumcised, then other Gentile believers could be too. If not, then freedom from the law was confirmed. And then Judaizers who wanted to be enslaved Gentile converts by requiring circumcision circumcision and keeping the law of Moses. In the truth of the gospel, the grace is everything and for everyone. And that compromises truths were unthinkable. So grace, by the grace of God, that's what we say, by the grace of God. Those who were high reputation, James, Peter, and John, with Judas, Judeas, Judea's i am sorry—link up with, even though they had approved of Paul's ministry to the Gentiles, and then the gospel to these uncircumcised better the gospel of to the Gentiles. Paul was especially responsible for spreading the gospel to the Gentiles, and Peter to the circumcised, the Jews, and that uh, that right hand of the fellowship a pledge of agreement in the support of Paul and the poor. The saints in Jerusalem were notoriously poor, and uh, he was he's wanting to support them, and he was concerned. And now we're at 2.11.13. See, Sietas, which is Peter, is not preaching heresy, but neither is he consistently practicing the gospel of grace. He withdrew from eating with uncircumcised Gentile believers when pressured to do so by some of the Hebrew Christians. So there was a lot of fighting back and forth, so that's what's going on here. And then Peter was negating the truth of the, go- the gospel by not accepting Jews and Gentiles equally when he withdrew from the fellowship of the Gentile believers. So he was showing shame and withdrew from them when we're supposed to be accepting everybody, circumcised and uncircumcised. And God's and vindicated, in the char- any charge of sin is conviction and failure to keep God's law, and died to the law the world, 219. And it's because Christ paid the penalty of sin that the law demanded. Paul could cease giving further thought to legal obedience as a means of winning God's acceptance. And I have been crucified with Christ. And crucifixion with Christ means death to or separation from the reigning power of the old sin, like life and the sinful life. And... Uh, freedom to experience the power of the resurrection of life by Christ by faith. It is no longer I who live, but Christ. And Christ has taken up his abode in Paul. Yet He did so without uh, submerging Paul's own personality. And so the last one about the nullifying set aside is the Galatians, not Paul, who nullified the grace of God by wanting to retain the law. If the law could have provided the righteousness necessary for justification— to die so that's the whole point of this is we're not bound by the law but we're we where we are given grace and there's a new story going around uh facebook and probably the world because i was watching it on youtube about a boy uh a jewish boy that um uh that he had passed away i'm not sure uh exactly where he was from but anyway He had passed away, and um, he said that during his sleep that he had gone to uh, different phases of heaven, and it was very interesting even to uh, listen to it and watch it, and I really enjoyed that part. But then he he started saying that um, Obama was the uh, Antichrist and bringing the end to the world, and also that if we do good works, that it will get us into heaven. He started saying the more good works, the better it is, and the better place you'll get in heaven when he was saying that i knew that that wasn't true that because our works don't get us into heaven it's our by grace we get there we do good because we're christians and we want to do the right thing and it's not by that following that law or or uh, he said also that he had to wear uh, a stringy garment and that would help him uh get to back to heaven and that's another thing we don't have to wear uh a certain thing or, or do anything. This is by grace. This whole point is we can't earn our way to heaven and Jesus died for our sins. And by grace and God's love and who we are personally, and, our, our, and God knows our heart, we don't have to do anything. We just have to love God and honor God. And that's it. And uh, so I know that the child sounds to me had, really did have a life after death experience, But that his own culture also uh, was in his his mind, and that's why the story went like that. And he said that the end is coming soon, very soon, when we have been told on and over and over and over, even by Jesus himself, that only God, our higher power, the highest power, knows the real time of the end of the world. So I just want to let you know that, um, although I enjoyed the story It's not following uh, what we know as uh, biblical uh, revelations for uh, Christians. And um, to have faith and uh, just keep reading your Bible, and uh, we don't have to earn it. But to me, you can't be a bad person either. Uh, So you know what I'm saying, so. You can't earn it. It is by grace, and to be a Christian, you will follow certain things, and that's the way it is, and you have to submit to the power of Jesus Christ as your Savior, and um, that's what we all do as Christians, and God bless you guys all for that, and God bless you for listening. I'm sorry that we had been cut off for a little while, and I will um, edit that out, and uh, sometimes the phone drops, and I don't understand why, but it just happens to uh, this the station, so anyway... So let's uh, just say by the grace of God, we are we're very thankful that we have been able to meet again another morning and uh, do our Bible studies as we make our way through the entire New Testament and we're at Second Galatians. And then, let's see, let me find a little short story in the, our guide posts. Okay, doing well by doing good. And this one's by Paula Lyons. Hannah Anderson, a booming mail order clothing company, is a business set, uh, uh, with a heart. The heart began beating soon after its first catalog went out in February 1984. Hannah's founder, Swedish born, born Gunn uh, Dennehart, conceived of Hannah Downs as their way to promote high end lines of brightly colored cotton garments for children. When their children outgrow them, customers can return their used Hannahs for 20% of the original price to be applied to their next order. In return, Hannah donates the used clothing to needy children. And, de- says Denhart, this exposed us to a world we didn't even know existed. Children walking around America today with parents that can't afford to buy clothes for them, that opened up our hearts. And in just 11 years, Hannah Anderson grew to a $49 million business employing nearly 300. The Hannah Downs program has played a big part in that success. The company has issued excess of $2 million in credits to customers and has contributed 500,000 articles of clothing to charities around the world. Since 1993, United Parcel Service has shipped Hannah Downs for free. But Hannah Downs were just the first beat of Hannah Anderson's heart. Since 1988, Hannah... Denhart has paid 45% of the child care costs for her workforce up to $35,000 per year per family. The company also donates 5% of its profits each year to charities its workers select, matching their contributions up to $500 each. It also allows each employee to volunteer for the cause of their choice eight hours a year on company time. Notes Denhart: you can look at problems and say, oh, it's too overwhelming. And I can't do anything. Or you can say, "I'll do a little bit to make this a better world." And to me, that's a that's a blessing, and that's something that we could all remember is to remember to uh, be a blessing to others and help in any way we can. And I hope everybody had a, a, a happy or blessed Thanksgiving, and that if you had much or if you had little, that we're still grateful that our higher power is there for us, and that God loves us and Jesus loves us and We're grateful for that, and we're grateful for uh, all those who fight for our freedom and who weren't able to attend any Thanksgiving dinner. Pray for uh, everyone through the holidays. This is the hardest time of the year, so let's persevere and try to remember that God's the most important thing. It doesn't matter what we have. What matters is what we have left and what we have in each other. God bless you. And in closing, let's pray say our traditional sorority prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Thank you for joining Sacred Sunday, and please come back next week and bring your friends. And in closing, may God bless and keep you in his loving arms so that you may have the strength to face whatever is ahead. Remember, we are never alone. God loves us, and he he wants our best dreams to come true and true love to live in our hearts. Please message me if you have any concerns or want to pray or discuss anything. Bye, my friends, and happy trails to you. God bless you in every way. We thank you for being able to be with us this morning. We appreciate your attendance very much. God bless you. Amen.